0: Hello, this is Janina, and welcome to Surviving Fandom. So, it's been a while since I've put out an episode, and um, I want to apologize for that for those of you who do listen to this podcast. It's been a crazy few months, let's just put it that way. But I'm hoping that I can now get back on track and start posting at least semi-regularly. I can never say that word really fast. Um, But I received an email from a fan of the show. And I don't want to use her name even though she sent me a video, not a video, an audio file of how to pronounce it. And it's absolutely gorgeous. And I could not possibly do it justice but I also don't want to give her identity away because I don't want to create problems for anybody Um, but I just wanted to share a little bit of her experience and what she had reached out to me about and that was her experience in the k-pop fandom and how all-consuming it was. To keep up with everybody that was fangirling around her. Um, I had not realized how incredibly massive the K-pop fandom is. She became consumed with trying to keep up with the Joneses, basically. Trying to keep up with the fandom and how overwhelming it became to do that. And I could really resonate with that feeling because I too felt that way I know I've mentioned it before in other episodes but when I was in fandom the Game of Thrones fandom heavily I felt very um, manic like I just had to be everywhere and make sure that everybody knew I was around and put my two cents in where I could because that's how you get noticed that's how you get seen that's how you become popular and so I understood where she was coming from because it can be a lot and then when you have other people that are into it you're like oh I gotta keep up with them but maintaining that pace can be near impossible and that is what my friend realized as, um, as she was getting deeper and deeper into fandom. And then she took a step back and realized that she needed to fandom on her own terms. And she needed to do it her way and to take a break from all of it. It almost begins to feel like a second job that you have to keep up with everybody, you have to keep up with the energy, you have to keep up with everybody that's posting because God forbid you miss a day and then you miss a bit of news or something just dropped and you need to catch up and make comments about it and be the one that gets reblogged over and over again and oh man, it is so exhausting and i really admire that she knew enough to step away and to take the break that she needed and to figure out how to enjoy what she was enjoying on her own terms because that is so important and that's what it's supposed to be about it's just finding that niche that makes you feel comfortable because it can be really hard to go at other people's pace you have to go at your own pace you have to take care of yourself and your needs we all suffer on some level from that fomo feel you know we're afraid to miss out on something we it's just i think sometimes i think it's human nature to feel that way and then sometimes i think it was it's a combination of human nature and the society and the pace that we live in today everything is quick everything is fast i can go on an app on my phone and connect with other fans immediately i can flip through a bunch of different forms of media to get to um, anybody that i need to get to in that moment i can cross post i can do anything it's almost like you need a goddamn Buffer account to be able to make sure that you're making posts in all the right places and Who has time for that anymore? I mean, I know that there are people that do have time for that and They're always on the computer and they always seem to be like right there when anything happens but man's for some of us we have jobs and we have a life outside of that and I commend this girl for knowing her limit and for realizing that it couldn't consume her entire life. One thing that she said that I hope she doesn't mind if I share is that she could focus on what made her happy and that when she was younger she was perhaps looking for how to define herself. And that joining fandom helped with that, but now that she's older, she can let go of that, and then and focus on building her own identity. And I just found talking to her to be so incredibly inspiring. And I think that she is an amazing woman. And um, I just want to say thank you so much for sending me that email because. I felt it was so important to talk about and um, as you mentioned in one of your emails I talk a lot about going outside and touching grass or looking at the sky and I can't tell you enough how important that is because in the long run fandom is not that big of a deal. It's not your life and it should not become your life. And when you realize that it has consumed you to the point that it is your life and you're no longer having fun then please step away ask for help from a friend if you need to ask for help from someone that you trust but just don't let it consume you to the point that you're miserable day in and day out I remember driving places like visiting my parents let's say going down to visit my parents because they live about 45 minutes away from me and i would be doing the bad thing of checking messages in the car because something just happened and tumblr was all aflame with some new news or some new fandom war or some drama and i had to be right there in the thick of it and know what was going on and i had to make sure that i made my comments and everything and and i look back on it now and i'm just like who who the fuck cares <laughs> why did i make so much why did i make such a big deal out of everything why couldn't i just be like uh eh, another day another drama and move on with my life Why did it have to consume me? I think we all want to be accepted by our peers, our peers at work, our peers in our, if we belong to a religious group, we all want to be accepted. So I think that when you have a huge community and fandom, it's natural that you want to be accepted and you want to be like taken into the fold or as I've seen in a lot of fandoms become family which I just have to laugh at that. If I wanted to be verbally abused I would go and hang out with my actual family although in a sense sometimes being part of the quote unquote family does actually feel like being with my family. I joke I kid I do love my parents and I love my family but even they know how much we can all be and I'll I'll just leave it at that I want to share uh, something that Lisa had sent me this week and I found it very apropos especially for this podcast and well this episode specifically Uh, how to enjoy fandom find five gross friends make your stupid little content share with said gross friends ignore literally everything that anyone else in your fandom ever says and I cannot think of a better plan for fandom than that any more than five friends and it becomes a juggling act I would even say three a good three maybe even two I've become a minimalist the older I get that's what I've figured out. So if I can have at least a couple people to fangirl with, I'm good. I'm great. Because any more than that, and it's a little overwhelming. And again, I probably have some PTSD from the Game of Thrones fandom, and just being a fangirl and in fandom for the bulk of my life. So I realized that this is quite a short episode, and I didn't really have anything else planned to talk about in this episode but I am hoping that I will at least be back if not next week then the week after and I hope that you will email me Um, it's surviving fandom podcast at gmail.com that's where you can send me your stories And just let me know if you want me to say your name. I won't if you don't want me to. And I won't share anything specific if you don't want me to. But send me an email. Tell me your story. Let me know what your experience has been. And it doesn't have to be in any fandom that I was ever part of. It can be in any fandom. Just let me know your story. So thank you and have a great week. (music) you <music>